It's Terrible Tuesday. That's terrible. Things gone wrong in the sporting world. That's a terrible idea. I want to know what the hell he's smoking. Something stinks in here. That's terrible. <laughs> it's Terrible Tuesday. Things gone wrong in the sporting world. All right, the college football championship game last night where Michigan defeats Washington 34-13. to Oh, yes, we had all the hype, right? We had the battle of undefeateds, two 14-0 teams, eh? And the narrative kind of played out how it normally has in years past. What happened last night? Another blowout. Did I not warn myself... And everybody that was in shouting distance, my crew, that said, beware, because this could happen, because I still had that sick feeling in the back of my head, in the back of my stomach from last year, when TCU got destroyed by Georgia, 65-7, to and I said, please, let's at least have a ball game, let's not have this debacle. Well, guess what? It wasn't 65-7, to but it was the same thing. Bottom line was, it was not a game. It was not a very good game. And sure, it was 17-10 to 10 at halftime, but it was downright ugly. Michigan, too strong. Better defense, better running game. Even though they kept Washington in the game in the first half, the Huskies were no match. So now that narrative comes back to, oh, the Pac-12, let it go, let it implode. Washington... Oregon, these other teams will get obliterated once they go to the Big Ten starting next year. And here we go again. Pac-12 had no business being in the college football playoff. Shouldn't be in the championship game. Can you hear it now? Of course you're going to hear it now because let's remember, people watch the championship game. More people watch the championship game than they'll watch the semifinal games. And then, of course... They won't watch too much regular season football, especially the Pac-12 teams. So for a lot of people last night, it was their first time probably seeing Michael Penix or maybe only the second time, and they heard all, they heard all the hype regarding him. Well, and what they saw last night was, really? Are you kidding me? Well, here's what happened last night. Washington was held to one field goal in the second half. Michigan outscored Washington 17-3. to They thoroughly dominated the game. They had 303 rushing yards to Washington's 46. A total of 443 yards in all for Michigan. You had Michael Penix, who was inaccurate, missed wide open receivers, had two interceptions, looked horrific. He got beat up. He got beat down. He was holding his ribs. Just terrible. Just terrible. The offensive line, pathetic. Holding penalties, false starts. It was ugly. It was downright ugly. Washington was thoroughly outplayed in this game. Blake Corum, phenomenal, over 100 yards. Edwards, over 100 yards. 303 rushing yards, like I said, for the Wolverines. So what does this mean? This means that there really is no true balance in the college football world. You have one or two teams each year that is dominant, and then there is everyone else. And now we say goodbye to the four-team playoff. 
We've had 10 years of the 10 of the four team playoff, and now finally we go to 12 teams. And everyone is applauding, thinking this is going to be good, and it will. It'll be better. It'll give you 12 teams, but we are still going to have the blowouts. Right? And now the NCAA is not sure if they're going to go with five automatic bursts or six automatic bursts for the conference champions. Whether they're going to have seven at large or six at large, and that's going to be a big deal. But that discussion will hold to another time. But here's what we do know. That, like last night, like last year, that the championship games, for the most part, stink. They're not very good. Let's go back to the history of the 10 years of the college football playoff. 2015, Ohio State beat Oregon 42-20. to 2019, we had a couple close games there in 2016, 17, and 18. We did. But then from 2019 on, Clemson 44-16 over Alabama. 2020, LSU 42-25 over Clemson. That game wasn't even that close. That was a 17-point spread. Remember Alabama 52, Ohio State 24? And how about in 2022, where we had Georgia beating Alabama 33-18? Last year, Georgia 65-7 over that TCU team that blew out Michigan in the semifinal. So that gave some people some hope. Well, maybe Michigan's really not that good. Washington had this great year. No. 34-13 last year. During the last 10 years of the championship game, the average victory margin in championship games has been 18 points. The average victory margin, 18 points. So we had two three-point contests in there, right, going back about seven, eight years ago. Other than that, we had blowouts. And you know what? That's not even counting the semifinal games. We've had 12 of the 24 total CFP semifinal games that were decided by at least 17 points per contest, and we had plenty plenty of 20 plus blowouts in that venture so that's what you got going on with the college football championship game yes it was disappointing as usual and it really kind of put a damper on the way we feel about college football moving forward because we got a little hype because like i said just last week we had both semifinal games go down to the final play of the game, and we thought we'd get a competitive football game. Instead, we got another blowout in crowning Michigan champions. <laughs> Coaching changes. It's that time of the year, right? Coaching changes in the National Football League. Today, we got word that Tennessee got rid of Mike Vrabel. Fired after six seasons. Vrabel had a record of 54-45. and 45. It was a winning one. But he was 6-11 and this season. Even though they had a very impressive performance, you talk about teams playing their for, for their head coach. We talked about that with the Raiders and Antonio Pierce. Well, the Tennessee Titans did that. They eliminated the Jacksonville Jaguars. And even though the final score was 28-20 to in that game on Sunday, it wasn't even that close. Why the Tennessee Titans played for Mike Vrabel. Derrick Henry is phenomenal. Over 100 yards. Rushing, but Mike Vrabel was below 500 for two straight seasons, and that got him axed. Owner Amy Adams Strunk, no, not that Amy Adams, not the one you're talking about. All right, you know Amy Adams, Clint Eastwood, the curveball movie. Come on, why can't I think of that? The curveball movie where she was great, she knew her baseball inside and out. 
You don't remember that? Yeah. No. Can't you know? Can't can't hit the curve. Beautiful movie. Anyway, I need to go watch that now. Yeah, she was in there with uh, Justin Timberlake. You don't remember the movie? No. He was a scout for the Red Sox. Clint Eastwood, her dad, you know, was was a scout, and then she kind of took over. Found this phenom, no. lefty, nope, Taco nope. Boy, nope. You don't remember Popcorn nope. Boy? You don't remember him? Nope. Oh, great movie. Now, now, now you have a movie that I need to go watch. Yeah, 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 yeah. What is it? The can't hit the curve. It's, that's not the call. The name of the movie. It's the curve. Whatever it is. Now uh, I'll, I'll go. I'll it. go yeah. look it up. Yeah. Oh, love that movie. Anyway, that's not. So Amy Adams Strunk said this: As the NFL continues to innovate and evolve, I believe. The team's best position for sustained success will be those who empower and align and collaborative team across all football functions. What is she saying here? Last year, we began a shift in our approach to football leadership and made several changes to our personnel to advance that plan. As I continue to assess the state of our team, I arrived at the conclusion that the team would also benefit from a fresh approach and perspective of a new coaching staff. Now, Mike Vrabel, you don't talk about Mike Vrabel in the lines of being a great football head coach, but there's nothing bad about Mike Vrabel. Like Antonio Pierce, Mike Vrabel was a great football player. He was a great motivator. Actually turned out to be a really good leader of men and knew what he was doing. Didn't he get 2022 Coach of the Year? Thank you. That's exactly where I'm going. Yes, he led Tennessee to -to back-to-back AFC South Championships in 2020 and 2021 and earned the Titans the number one seed in the AFC in 2021 the same year, as you mentioned, Coach of the Year. Two seasons later, he's let go, and Amy Adams Strunk makes this stinker of a statement. What new... They had injuries. Your starting quarterback, Ryan Tannehill, was injured. You relied on Will Levis first round pick out of Kentucky to be your quarterback he's going to have learn on the job you still got arguably the greatest running back in today's game in Derrick Henry now you don't know if you can keep him or not you had DeAndre Hopkins one of the best wide receivers in the game you stick with Mike Vrabel you don't fire Mike Vrabel but here it is, another owner that's saying, we need a fresh approach. Why? Did he piss somebody off? Did he do something wrong? Absolutely not. It's a joke that Mike Vrabel got let go by the Tennessee Titans, and they'll probably be worse for it. Other head coaching firings, Ron Rivera. Okay, we understand that. The Washington Commanders are a mess. Is Ron Rivera going to get another opportunity? We don't know. Four seasons in Washington. He's 26-40-1. and one. Arthur Smith, good riddance. Another one of these guys that I talk about. Coordinator, trying to be a head coach, didn't work. Three seasons. Atlanta finished 7-10 and in each of those seasons. Well out of playoff range. Arthur Smith, 21-30. and Then, of course, we have the situation here in Las Vegas with Joshua Daniels. A season and a half, 9-16. and Will Antonio Pierce get that job or will it be someone else, like maybe Jim Harbaugh? And we will dive into that a little bit later with Paul Gutierrez. You have the situation with Brandon Staley, where he left, fired midseason, after the Raiders shellacked him. Basically, he was fired at halftime. Carolina, Matt Rule, let go midseason as well, too. How many of these jobs are really attractive? 
Now, the Tennessee Titans' job is attractive. The Raiders' job is attractive. And then maybe the Chargers' job. But anybody trying to turn around Washington and Atlanta with those quarterback situations, man, not good. But shame on Titans management, Titans ownership for getting rid of Mike Vrabel a little too soon and one of the good guys, one of the good coaches in the NFL. Okay. As DJ Cool once said, let me clear my throat. We have the NFL playoff schedule. We've all seen the NFL playoff schedule, haven't we? It's a pretty good schedule this year. Oh, yeah. It's, it's a pretty good schedule. Let's start with that schedule. Cleveland's taking on Houston at 1.30 p.m. on Saturday on NBC. I'm going to skip over the next game for a minute. Sunday, we've got Pittsburgh at Buffalo on CBS at 10 a.m. I'm liking this triple header. 1.30 p.m., we've got Green Bay and Dallas on Fox. And then the nightcap, the Rams take it on Detroit on NBC. Then we have a Monday night game, which I'm fine with that, as long as the teams that are playing fine, because they'll have a little short week next week. Philadelphia playing Tampa Bay on ESPN and ABC. Then we go back to Saturday night at 5 p.m. Saturday at 5. What am I watching? You're not watching anything. Why am I not watching Because you're not allowed to watch anything. Well, knowing you, you'll probably find a way because I know you. You have ways of pirating certain aspects. Yes, I do. If you're looking on NBC, you're not going to find it. If you're looking on ABC, you're not going to find it. NFL Network? If you're looking on CBS, you're not going to find it. If you want Fox, you're not going to find it. ESPN, you're not going to find it. NFL Network? You're not going to find it. Because we have the Kansas City Chiefs. And the Miami Dolphins on Peacock. We have an NFL playoff game on Peacock. Why? You know what 90% of NFL football fans are saying right now? Why? They're saying not why. They're saying what? They're saying what is Peacock? Because no one knows about Peacock. No one wants to watch Peacock. But what does the NFL want you to do? They want to give you Peacock. That's it. They want to give you Peacock, and they want to shove that Peacock right down your throat. We don't want Peacock. You can have your Peacock. You can shove your Peacock because we are watching NFL playoff games on Peacock. Sunday night football. Buffalo's playing Miami on Sunday night. Did you notice anything that was happening? Were you listening? Were you looking at your screen? Because every break Mike Tirico came out of, he was doing what? Promoting his peacock. That's what he was doing. Promoting peacock. Pleading fans to buy peacock. He was selling subscriptions, literally. Seriously, selling subscriptions. Get your peacock subscription to watch this game. Did you hear how they were promoting it? It was ridiculous how they're promoting it. They're saying, be part of history and get Peacock. What do you mean history? What history? History that majority of people cannot watch the games? Why does the NFL not realize that, believe it or not, this sounds crazy, but it's true. Look at the statistics. 
Look at the analytics. Then most people still don't have cable in certain areas of the United States. Football fans, they can't afford the NFL Sunday ticket. They can't afford these packages and still a lot don't have cable. I know it seems kind of weird in 2024, but that is still the case here. And streaming? What are the percentage of people that actually know how to stream or know what a stream is? You have people today saying, what is Peacock? Because they have no idea. It's a subsidiary, obviously, of NBC. And NBC has the rights to that game, but they are withholding it because they want you to spend more money and watch this game on Peacock. Yeah. That's what Mike Tirico was saying. He's selling subscriptions. He's warning fans because he knows it's going to be upheaval. And today and the rest of this week leading up until next Saturday night, people are going to be saying, what the heck? I can't find the game. What are we going to do? And at his words, okay, and granted, this isn't against Mike Tirico. I love Mike Tirico, right? It's sign up now and witness history. History of what? Can I call something right now? Call it. Next week, this exact time, yes, we will be talking about all of the issues that Peacock is going to be having. Oh, yeah. Buffering, overloading. There's no way. No way. Yeah. And again, you know, part of the streaming problem, again, you can't flip back and forth to regular channels. Yep. It's a nightmare. Yes. You want to subscribe to Peacock? Okay. So what? You can watch replays of figure skating? Bobsledding, European or South African soccer, bocce ball, they do have handball, one good thing. snowmobiling. They, I'm on a roll. Replays of surfing. They do have one good thing. What's that? They have the WWE Network. Like I said. You are on the WWE Network. What? You are on I'm Peacock. On, okay. Oh, you, with Rob Van Dam's The RVD special. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. Still, I'm not buying Peacock. That's what Peacock is. NFL football? No way. No way should this be streamed. NFL is holding fans hostage. Plain and simple. You can't. That there's no way to sugarcoat it. That is the scenario. They're making you subscribe to a streaming channel. No one wants to watch a game, especially an NFL playoff game, on a streaming service. And it's nobody. The- Best game of the best game of the day. It's embarrassing that the top league in all of sports, the NFL, has succumbed to this chicanery, this travesty of holding you hostage. Oh, you can't watch the game. You have to subscribe to Peacock. Go over somebody else else's house that has it. Go to a sports bar. Hey, there might be a lot of sports bars that don't subscribe to Peacock. Well, they're subscribing today. Thursday nights on Amazon. Ridiculous. We've had enough of this, all right? No more overseas games. No more Amazon. No more streams. No more mockery of the game on your Nickelodeon network. No. A playoff game on Peacock is absurd. It's ridiculous. And, like you said, here we go. This is Miami in Kansas City. The highest scoring team in the National Football League versus the defending champs and the most popular player in all of the National Football League in Patrick Mahomes. And guess what? You're not going to be able to see it 
You're not going to be able to see it. You're not going to be able to see it. No one's going to be able to see it unless you want to shell out some money and then get oops buffering. Oops buffering. Oh, please stand by. Come on, man. We have gotten to this after all the advancements and beautiful moves by, you know, lifting blackouts, all of that kind of stuff, getting to a Sunday ticket package where you could watch whatever game you want via the regular airwaves or cable or satellite television, and now you've got to go to a streaming service to get a play a football game. Oh, yeah, that's the history. NBC, Mike Tirico, all you exec. That's the history. But wait till you see what your numbers look like. And you got people in two big-time fan bases, especially Kansas City, that are saying, what? We can't watch this game? No, don't subscribe to Peacock. Because what are you going to get for your Peacock? What are you going to get outside of this football game that you really want to see? No Peacock for you.